0: Yeah. 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 Captain. Yeah. Captain. Yeah. Well connected. Do this for my people off the boat. They try to change the books and set the scope. Try to keep us down, but they can close. You coming through and ticking down the dope. We're here now, can't close. It. The true self and exposed. We the ones who's chosen. Sent us from the chemical ocean. Activity will expose do act like we never told you Whole tap in on Yet been showing that we're still glowing The media trying to bash you We said keep the queen We're missing the slavery ain't the master Better take back what we crafted What we mastered What they after Take back the upper hand And leverage back and disregard the masses My, My team is well connected My team is well respected Undisputed, no question Not, Not a victim nor a Moving in, in the right direction Conscious mind, resurrection My team is well connected Whole tap, leave and guess it. My team is well connected my team is well respected, undisputed no question, not a victim nor oppressive, moving in the right direction, the conscious mind resurrection. My team is well connected, hotel and guess. It. What's going on world? Peace and blessings. It's your host, T-Cat, this is Well Connected. So, welcome to the show. Appreciate you tuning in this week. This is Well Connected. So, for those who don't know, the show is called Well Connected because I believe in life it's very important to always keep all your connections strong. Never burn any bridges. You see, I try to look at things in life always from an independent perspective, right? From a non-biased point of view. And I feel at times that we have a lot of division amongst us as people, ranging from race to religion to politics to gender, ethnicity, sexual orientation, various different components. And because of these different aspects, sometimes we can be pulled apart, right, and have all that division amongst us. And I feel that a lot of it is due to the fact that we don't have enough dialogue amongst each other. We just don't know enough. We're not connected. So the point of the show is to give a different perspective on various different topics that will range from entertainment, politics, sports, music, pop culture, conspiracy theories, history, spirituality, and various different components. I'm going to have a lot of dope and unique guests on here, people with very interesting backgrounds and very interesting perspectives, in which we're going to have that dialogue and have that conversation. And the biggest thing about the show is that you may not always agree with everything that's said, and that's fine, but the important part is you're listening and trying to learn new things, or at least open to hearing new things. And that's how we start having real dialogue and engaging in that commonality and come connected. So without further ado, we'll get into today's first episode. Stay tuned, you stay hip, and stay connected. All right, so today's first topic, dealing with politics. As we know... Right now, there is an upcoming presidential election going on, also a lot going on with potential impeachment inquiry, and various other components, right? And so the first topic I want to talk about is, this past week, um, Democratic presidential candidate Kamala Harris uh, officially dropped out of the race, and since then, there's been a multitude of reaction and various different things that have gone along with it, right? So I kind of want to give my opinion, view, perspective on this whole thing. All right. So with Camilla dropping out of the race, right, again, there's a lot of different reaction. Some people are upset about this, and some people are blaming the fact due to uh, racism, due to the fact of sexism, due to Russian bots, due to misinformation, and all these different various things, right? And in my opinion, I think sometimes we forget that sometimes people can just be a, a weak candidate. Sometimes people can have a bad campaign. And in my opinion, that's more what happened here than anything else, right? So, for Camilla Harris, I think there's various things to look at it. Look, she had kind of an organized campaign here. I think there's some flaws about her that did not resonate with people. All right, so here's some things that I think definitely hindered her support, right? So, for starters, her background. As a background, as a former district attorney and a prosecutor, right? When she spent a career and you know working in law and unfortunately locking away people. Granted, some people committed crimes, some people made commit nonviolent crimes. Regardless of the fact, right? That was the occupation, right? And I think a part of it is that like you know her whole aspect of a law enforcement person. And during the past like five years, we just came off this whole Black Life Matters, anti-police brutality, resistance kind of stage. And so that was the whole feeling of kind of this whole fight the power, you know, and police are corrupt and blah, 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 that whole aspect. And here we are now. Our candidate has a large background of being the people that support the police and is the police, right? Like she's a cop. I mean, that's one thing she actually said herself. That wasn't just a, like, misinformation. I mean, she has a public record. Of what she's been doing and working as a prosecutor in the DA, right? So, I think just let alone that whole aspect, it wasn't the right time because again, it just kind of like conflicted that whole energy we had. And with that being said, as well, right? I think one thing as well was just maybe her record, also just of working, especially California, of locking people away for nonviolent crimes such as marijuana violations, right? And especially, again, now in today's age where we're seeing a lot more legalization of marijuana and this progressive nature to it, right? And, of course, a lot of people, not just from Kamala Harris, you can say the thing about Joe Biden, who wrote a for crime bill. Um, you know, a lot of people are, especially people of color and black people, are locked away and stuff like that due to these nonviolent crimes such as marijuana. And so, again, when that's a whole issue right now in this country where we're kind of complaining about it, again, she made a large component of her career doing that. So, again... It's not really a good look into into the people you're trying to reach out to, right? Now, a big component of why she's dropped out of the race is due to money and funding. Campaigns are expensive, campaigns cost money, multi, multi, multi million dollars. And that's honestly the unfortunate part about this whole process. It's not even, it's so subjective, and not necessarily even about the best candidate. Because even to get to debate stages, there's certain criteria. Due to polling numbers and campaign raised and funding, and all these different various components. And it gets so subjective again, it gets to a point where the best candidate. Might not necessarily be the person representative, right? That person who's that real, true grassroots organizer, that person really put the people, may not even get an opportunity to get to that stage to even represent themselves due to the fact, again, all these sub- subjective and you know various components that go along to it, right? So for that aspect, you know, I do think subjective, but nonetheless, the reason she has dropped out is due to funding. She didn't have the money to keep going through this, right? She looked at the long-term aspect realistically. Do I have a shot of getting nominated? No, that's not happening. So, therefore, the money aspect going to it, people are not going to donate to the campaign. They don't think it's actually going to come to fruition, right? So, I find it interesting as well for all the various people I want to say online who have been telling everybody all the reasons why she lost and blaming it on racism and sexism and all these other things, right? And Russian bots and all those things. Ask yourself, did you you donate to her campaign? Did you fundraise for her campaign? Are you continually out here supporting her? Because if you aren't, you're no different from anyone else. It comes down to money. Money talks. Alright? That that's what it comes down to. And with that being said, right, a large narrative, I've seen a lot of these black celebrities and blue check individuals, like we call on Twitter, people who have these opinions, right? Who are supposed to be these people, of some esteem in some aspect. Again, everyone's trying to like act like we're black people that like just because she's black. That we have support her now. For starters, remember now she is Jamaican and Indian. Right? She actually claims more of her Hindu roots, nevertheless. You know she's you now half black, whatever. But you know she's also not a A.D.O.S. She's not you know an African descendant of slavery at all. I mean she's not someone who actually really correlates with the struggle here in America for the Black American experience, and that plays a factor. And for her, look, we have no loyalty to have to vote for a black candidate especially if you're not talking about doing stuff for black people she had no actual tangible plan and policy that specifically would help out and benefit the black community other minority demographics not the black community and so people sometimes be like well she's black but to support her i was like all right well then that means we got to support herman cain and it's got to support ben carson now where's the energy then right these are black people voting run for office in some capacity right but no, you didn't agree with their positions and policies. You didn't vote for them, right? Same sense here. A lot of people didn't support a lot of Camilla's policies. She didn't have that wavering support, especially amongst black people. I saw a very interesting a couple months ago during the debates. Afterwards, Chris Matthews was interviewing her. And he pointed out, like, hey, you know you're polling pretty low in the black community. And you're a black woman. What's going on with that? You think it's an issue? And she's like, oh, no, it's fine. And it's like, no, I mean, you just got to brush it off. But no, that's a big component. And I'm actually, I'm actually happy for black people for at least to have a conscience on this one and not just blindly vote for someone because they meet your demographic, a la Obama. So, at least people understand that, look, we, didn't, we, didn't, we can think consciously for ourselves. Some people were saying, these blue checks were saying stuff like, oh, well, we didn't support Camilla because we wanted to vote for who we think white people wants to vote for. Come on, man, it's a slap to the face. Why can't people think for themselves? Why does that got to be all that? Not a lot of people agree with her policies and things. She's on record by saying, if you think I'm going to do something that's only going to help black people, I'm not. These are her words. People remember these things. People resonate with these things. So sometimes it's hard for people to buy into a certain person in which you're not coming off genuine, right? Another component I saw is that a lot of people were her, you know, were saying, oh, well, how, you know, she's the first major candidate to drop out. I was like, well, no. Beto O'Rourke had to drop out, you know, weeks ago, a month ago. And this time, a year ago, this man looked like he was gonna be a shoo-in for this nomination, nominee, and be the next, you know, hot new thing in a uh, politician in our country. And he's a white man. He ran out of funding. He didn't relate to people. I mean, it happens. I mean, it, look, only one person can get nominated. That's the truth. Only one person can. We have like twenty people. People have to fall out. So whether Camilla fell out today, or fell out a month from now, at some point, she was gonna fall out. Look, like. It's not a popularity contest, like in terms of social media, not like just because who we like and talk about that, that means they're the better nominee. Look, she was falling in the polls. She never polled in the top five percentage. People need to act like, stop acting like, you know, she was polling very high when there's real contention. And also she just dropped out. No, that wasn't the case. Look, that's not, that was not the case. Tom Strayer almost started polling better than her. Michael Bloomsburg, who was hopping the race two weeks ago, started polling better than her. Look, there were some issues here in her campaign, some flaws that we're not understanding. And one thing I saw people say is, like, they're, again, deflecting and bl- posting blame. People were saying how, you know, Mayor Pete, how, oh, he Pete's, Mayor Pete's still in the race, and Kamala's not, nah, that's right supremacy. And it's like, look, I don't even like Mayor Pete. But look, Mayor Pete also is leading in Iowa right now, which is a pivotal swing state. He's leading over... Over Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders. Okay, so is like, Mary Pete's a legit candidate. Camilla never pulled remotely close to Mary Pete, so we gotta stop acting like that's in the same class. It's not, okay? And so we gotta stop playing the blame game. Again, sometimes people just have weak candidacy. That is possible. And one aspect I saw that was interesting is that people making this whole race card. I saw like Al Sharpton was saying something like, oh, well, now, because I guess Camilla out and Cory Booker didn't qualify for the next debate, there'll be no black candidates. And people were like, oh, how could this happen three and a half years after a black president was in office? And I was like, yo, did we forget that in 2016 there were no black candidates at all? While the black president was in office? did well, that did not happen. I right? didn't fit the narrative. I mean, it's like, come on, we have one black president. All somebody we expect. Every single time a black candidate has to be the person that lead on? No, I'm sorry. There's no Rooney rule here. I am 100% for, right, for the record. Black candidates represent black interests. Anytime it's a black candidate and black black represent, representation or black leadership, I'm all for it, 100%. Don't get me twisted, right? But at the same time, I've learned that just because someone's black does not mean they're for the Kent folk. Okay? Just because someone's a black leader does not mean they're going to help black people out. So I'm not going to blindly just put my... Support and things behind that So with that being said I don't like Yo we gotta stop treating black people Like we're some endangered species And stuff yo That like oh Well we have to have the black people in there No listen We're not qualifying for it Unfortunately Between these candidates Between Cory Booker And Kamala Harris I don't think I don't think they represent me Personally as a black man I don't resonate with them really So I'm not gonna sit up here And just say Well they have to be in the candidate pool. No For president yo We gotta vote for the best candidate Period Whoever's gonna benefit you the most Like that's a That's one thing you have to understand so people to make the race thing or her dropping out. And it's like, no, this is a field, kind of like a failed, you know, candidacy. I don't think she really ever really resonated well within the black community. Again, she's, you know, I guess she's Jamaican and Indian, but she resonated a lot with her Hindu roots, her Indian roots. And I think also for herself in some parts, look, I'm going to talk optics. You may not agree with this statement, but just optically as well, her having a Caucasian husband. As well, you know, it didn't come off as this natural, you know, black woman, black family dynamic that I think would have maybe helped her a lot more. Again, optically talking about. Again, we're talking from this PR standpoint. Look, I'm just saying what it is. Within the black community, if you really want to reach the black base, I'm just saying. And I, I guess you can't control that. I'm just saying, you know, who she loves or anything like that. Norma knocking her. Or saying she's wrong um, for being with a white man. But I'm just saying, in terms of you really trying to reach that reach that black pulse and that black base, yo, when you already have the whole background of being a prosecutor and working DA and being the police officer and locking people away and all those negative aspects, your and you're getting a white man all those very various different capacities, it doesn't really help out really resonate with black people. So I think there's a very important aspects we need to talk about when someone drops out of a race. Is it always just the fact that there's some exterior thing due to their gender or ethnicity or or can it just be a bad, a poor candidate? Name the last time a prosecutor has ever won a presidency. I know she's a senator now, but she's been a senator for a couple years. Hasn't really passed any substantial legislation or anything like that. I know she got a lot of votes in California, but that's kind of subjective, again, to the fact that there happens to be a lot of people in California. So look, I think she has a A career still in this, right? I'm not saying she can never run again for some capacity. I'm not saying that she's not qualified to hold any office or anything like that. But in terms of this race, she was never a serious contender. And again, just because you liked her. And just because she's a black woman, doesn't mean that she automatically is a great candidate. People sometimes just aren't good. Some people have flawed... Things about them, flawed character aspects, that happens. So I think it's very important that we keep that in mind as we're trying to figure out why someone loses. And for the black community, especially these these black celebrities, and these black people who are making all these think pieces and blaming everything else, sometimes I think with the black community, we get so in the lore of a black candidate that we never challenge them to be a better leader. We don't challenge them to expand on themselves, and I think it's it hinders us, and I think even with Obama, we never challenged him as black people to be a better leader and stuff like that, which is why you necessarily didn't see all those things happen for the black community, right? So I think for Kamala Harris, look, you know, she just didn't reach with the black community here. She never polled right. Uh, she had a lot of questionable things in her background, and a lot of information went out there. People just didn't resonate with. And that's just what it is. And you know what's interesting? It didn't matter. She went to Howard University and an AKA. But that didn't matter. Matter. And happy black people saw through that. We didn't just fall for it like we usually do. Unfortunately. So, Kamala, I do wish you well in the future. Again, I hope she has a career moving forward. And who knows? Maybe one day she'll run for president again. But this wasn't the time. Some people just aren't ready. And I think we need to understand that before we kind of jump off the cliff in terms of our reaction and why something did or did not happen. All right, so with Kamala Harris now out of the race, it's still down to about 15 other candidates, right? And honestly, it's too much. There's so many candidates. And realistically, it's only about three or four people that really have a legit shot of actually winning the nomination, In my opinion, that's Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. I guess I'll throw Mayor Pete in there. He's leading Iowa right now, so I got to give him a shot. But I really think those top three, really, I only think Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren really, really have legit shot. Though Bernie's hanging around there. I think Democrats the whole entire time throughout these debates have been running on this whole kind of, you know, my policy is beating Trump. And this is how we got to get Trump out of office. And we can't stand Trump. And I was like, yeah, I get that. But, but you can't run a presidency off of beating Trump. What happens when you actually get into office? Then what? What's going to happen then? What happens if Trump gets impeached before that happens? Then what you going to run on? What's your, what's your policies on then? When Then what's your whole campaign about? So it's been kind of... Draining honestly, all these debates with all these people on stage, with all these people who know they're not going to make a, a real chance of actually winning the nominee. It's so subjective again with these actual you know criteria in terms of you know polling numbers and raising the amount of money and all fundraising, all those components. It gets subjective, and again, you don't really get necessarily the best candidate. And I think unfortunately in this situation, I don't think that because we're running this on a whole we got to take down Trump type of thing. I don't know if you actually necessarily will get the best candidate per se. I think what the Democratic Party is going to put out there is the best candidate against Trump. Not necessarily the best candidate overall. And again, that's kind of flawed logic a little bit how we're going about this. And excuse me when I say we, I mean they. Because, you know, in my personal opinion, I think Joe Biden has the strongest chance against Trump. Now, I think Elizabeth Warren is probably the best candidate well, actually, in terms of policy and numbers. But Joe Biden is probably going to win the nominee. Now, Sleepy Joe, since I'm on that topic. Okay. So, I know everyone, we've been on Trump, and he's on this, this impeachment inquiry right now, right? And that's due to the fact of this latest thing with Ukraine, and which Trump supposedly, when he was on a phone call with President Zelensky of Ukraine, Pro quo quo, that thing we keep hearing. We're talking about in terms of Trump reportedly trying to pressure, ask the president for looking to get dirt on Joe Biden. And that's what we're running with right now, right? But here's some things. Now, as we figure out whether or not that happened didn't happen, here's one thing that happened for sure. Joe Biden is vice president. Okay? His son, Hunter Biden, who amazingly is just skating through all these scandals and all this stuff here with his privilege. It's amazing to see this. Okay, Hunter Biden was on the board of a oil company as in Ukraine and making a large salary. And he was under investigation. And Joe Biden himself jokingly talked about this, saying that he held funding from Ukraine and told them they would withhold funding from Ukraine if they didn't go ahead and fired a prosecutor who was going against his son. Said prosecutor got fired. Said funds got released. Now, how is that not pro quo? I, I don't understand. I mean, that's a direct violation. So if Trump is, can get impeached for this thing, how is Joe Biden, who's done this himself, Still involved. So, my whole aspect is look, if y'all going ahead and piecing Trump for this, well, Joe Biden got to be, how could he be a candidate then? I'm trying to understand that part myself. You hate Trump all you want, sure, okay. But how is Joe Biden any better? And so, I, I found it interesting to the media how that's just gets swept underneath the rug. It's just that, like, yo, there got to be some integrity at some point. Again, I don't know. Even if Joe Biden runs, I don't know if he's going to beat Trump, to be honest. I think the Democrats are really relying heavily on this impeachment inquiry because they know if they can't impeach him, I don't think they know they can't beat Trump. That's the honest truth. That's my personal opinion. You don't got to agree with it or not. Nor is that a support or, you know I mean, a, um, you know, Nor am I saying, you know, I'm nominating Trump either that he will win. But I'm just saying, I think realistically, probably he's going to win again. It's because Democratic candidates aren't that strong. It's too much division. It's too messy amongst them. Shout out to my girl Tulsi Gabbard one time. it's my homegirl. Tulsi, I see you, girl. (laughs) I think she's a strong candidate. I think she really stands out amongst all these people. She's not a true Democrat in terms of her ideals and approach. I think she's very progressive and has a very balanced perspective. And, unfortunately, I hate that attack she took from Hillary Clinton and her cronies. In my opinion, Hillary Clinton, in my opinion is no better than Trump. I think she's a lot of racist and white supremacist avenues to her, herself and her family, and Bill Clinton, Anthony Clinton's are walking um epitome of white privilege, in my opinion. And I'll touch on that another episode. <laughs> so this whole candid stuff, and whole presidential election, it can be messy. And personally with this whole impeachment inquiry going on and all this stuff and the back and forth between Democrats and Republicans, I mean, I think it's a bad look for the country as a whole, honestly. I think it's never a good look when a president's being dragged like this, whether or not it's warranted or not. I personally don't think Trump will actually be fully impeached. The House may try to impeach him, but the Senate will never impeach him. Again, there's two layers to this. That's why people in the news and stuff like that, they like this right now because it's for the ratings. Um, People tune into it. People act like Trump's really about to be out of office. He's not. And for myself, honestly, the way I'm looking at this, until, like, a high-ranking member Republican, like, turns and starts talking about another candidate or turns on Trump, until that happens, nothing not, ain't going nowhere. That's the truth. I've been hearing this impeachment stuff the whole entire time. I remember y'all made a petition for the man before he even got in office. But the entire time in office, I heard, well, this is happening there. Again, peace with this. The Mueller report will come out. It's draining. So am I going to sit here and say nah, even there's no way at all that Trump may or may not committed some offenses that could be impeachable? Maybe so. Maybe so happened. I'm not going to sit here and say that didn't. Or, That's not a possibility. But at the same time, I do understand that the Democrats especially have been after him since the moment he got elected. And so I know Trump says, witch hunt and everything like that? Yeah, some capacity, yeah. we. I mean, look, again, people literally made a petition the moment he got won the election. Before he was even inaugurated, people made a petition to impeach him. How you impeach a man who wasn't in prison yet? Who hasn't committed a crime or done anything? He wasn't house, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it goes to show you again that like people hated him. Granted, people hate him right or wrong. That's just the reality to it. Did Trump make things better among himself sometimes? or tweeting and certain things he says? No. But at the same time, I understand for myself, from an independent perspective, watching this, man, it's crazy. And so, I think as a whole, a lot of people be very surprised this upcoming election i want to say something as well to these black conservatives out here and the whole black exit movement and candace owens and turning point usa and all that i think some people are drastically overestimating the black support of leaving the democratic plantation i think although a lot of black people may be waking up and seeing the democratic party um isn't necessarily our Our true ally and has a lot of flaws and stuff to them, I still expect black people to overwhelmingly vote Democrat. Um, I think that that is kind of being misconstrued. Those numbers, like I saw a report came out a couple weeks ago that's like 30% of black Americans support Trump. I think that's very subjective and those numbers aren't as accurate. So I think you'll be in for a surprise when the election comes around and, you know, 87, 80, 90% of black people still vote Democrat. So, uh, I think it's very important we keep those numbers in mind as well as we come along to this. For the black community, hey, look, it doesn't matter who's president. we got to work on our own stuff and have our own tangible aspect and policies for our own people. All right. The Democratic and Republican Party each have been detrimental to the black community. Growing up, I always thought the Republicans were evil and racist and all that. And I found out, oh, Democrats do the same thing. Shocking. Ask a Democrat, what has the Democratic Party done to help black people? And they'll name you all the reasons and all the bad things Republicans have done. Ask a Republican, what has the Republican Party done to help black people? They'll tell you all the things the Democratic Party has done to hurt black people. But no one can actually say for themselves what we've actually done to benefit black people, one party, consistently. So I think black people need to move as free agents in terms of understand, look, our vote's powerful. People want our vote. And we should hold it to a high esteem. And with that being said, we, at times, I think there's some liberal point of views that could benefit black people. At times, I think there's some conservative point of views that could benefit black people, right? So we got to play a subjectively case-by-case situation. And that's my personal preference and view on that. And I think the black people need to stop being finessed and used by both parties, honestly. So once we come to realization of that, I think we'll get more substantial progress within ourselves. All right. Well, time to wrap things up today. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate that. Again, you may not agree with everything said today, but that's fine. The biggest thing you can walk away maybe with a different perspective. I enjoy having this conversation. I look forward to next week's episode, be very dope. Have some very intriguing things to touch on as well. So as usual, make sure you stay tuned, you stay hip, stay connected.